Welcome everyone to another Slab Stocks YouTube live show. My name is Aaron, your host, joined by Nate today on this fine Monday. Uh, welcome to the show, and we have got a good show today because we are talking about rookie cards. Yeah, Nate, go ahead. New cover photo, huh? Yeah, new cover photo. You like it? I like it. Good. Yeah, very exciting. You look very happy to be here. <laughs> we, uh, we've we got a good discussion today because I made a post earlier today on Instagram about super short prints and case hits versus rookie cards. Um, Cause I think it's a very valuable discussion and worthwhile discussion to look at because I think a lot of what you hear in the sports car marketplace is buy rookie cards, buy rookie cards, uh, anything other than rookie cards is wrong. Um, and, and then there's also a group of people who just say buy what you like, which those people are, you know, very much so uh, right as well, I'd say. And then also there's the camp that says, uh, Fade what everyone else says. Everyone buys prison by optic. Everyone buys prison by whatever else there is. So there's a lot of different camps in the sports car marketplace. And uh, I think it's going to be fun to explore these different topics today. Nate, I know you don't really know what's going to go on here because you didn't make any of this, but I think you're excited to see and excited to add in your, add in your I, thoughts. I'm and excited. as you can see, huh? I'm, I'm excited because I didn't know what we were going to do. So it's, a, it's an interesting topic to cover. And, and uh, uh, episode 59. That is over a year now, over a year worth of Slab Stocks Monday Lives. That's impressive. That is. I didn't, I didn't realize we'd hit a year. Yes, we have. We have made it over a year. And uh, Tony, Tony's making his first ever live show. Hey. Welcome. Good to see you. Uh, Timo, what's up? Brooke, what's up? Uh, we're going to ignore Twins and Vikings or Twins Vikings 31 forever. And then Big Day, Big Day, you see how we doing. Uh, good to see you. And uh, I, uh, Bazooka Town is about to get banned from the chat too, so. Let's just get moving on to today's show and talk about Wait, what, what, Is there something I missed this weekend, no, Aaron? No, you missed nothing. You missed nothing. But Kansas did get upset in basketball, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, they did. Touche. Touche. Uh, uh, yeah, right, they, they almost beat uh, uh, West Virginia in football. Week, 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 week. Um, all right, we got, we got the first topic of discussion today, which is uh, – Probably pretty obvious here. Zion Williamson, Logo Man, one of one, National Treasures rookie patch auto uh, was pulled over the weekend. If you didn't see it, which I'm sure nearly every single person in the history of that collected cards knows by now because of how many times this got posted and reposted, including us two. But, I mean, you got to post it when that happens. This is the biggest card that was made in 2019. Uh, there's not been a single card that has been made since then. I'd say that's bigger than this card. Uh, you can argue with me all you want, I guess, about Olamella Ball and, and whatnot, but people still play. Or people still pay just ridiculous amounts of money for this guy. And I'd venture to say that when you're talking about Logo Men, based on a Luca that sold for $4.6 million, uh, and that was back in like March or something, that is probably now worth, I can't say for sure, but anywhere between the six, seven, eight, nine, maybe even pushing $10 million range, that easily cements this card in the $2 million plus range. And when the this product first released 2019 National Treasures, which was over a year and a half ago now, there were bounties out there for $500,000 to $550,000 or more um, for this card if it were pulled within who knows how long. Of course, now those bounties seem silly. Um, a card like this would never sell for close to $550,000 now. It will definitely sell for way more than that. And uh, Nate, what do you th what do you think? Uh, we have someone that says this card already sold for 1.9 million. I heard something right away when this was pulled that the person who pulled it isn't going to sell it anytime soon. But who knows? You flash 1.9 million dollars in someone's face, and I could see this selling for 1.9 million if someone has it. Um, Nate, what, what would it feel like to pull this card? I feel like it'd feel like retirement. <laughs> you pull this card, you get to retire. Congratulations. <laughs> or at least not retire, but now you can do whatever you want. I was going to say, at least do whatever you want to make whatever money you want or find ways to make money on that money, whatever it might be. Um, yeah. Pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty crazy card. There's no real need to probably elaborate any further on this, but other than the fact, um, would you be worried holding on or buying or holding on to this card unless you have got endless amounts of infinite money? You mean not the person holding it? I mean, not the person that pulled it, like buying it and then holding it. Would I be worried? Yeah. No, I mean, person pulling it, obviously going to sell it and take the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be worried. Uh, foot injuries are no joke. Uh, and the fact that he's our, he has one currently and it's been taking him a while to get back from it. And he's got, you know, 
extra weight issues. I'm I'm not I'm not too concerned about the extra weight going forward. I think this is probably a wake up call, if anything, to for him to be like, I gotta stay on top of this if I want an NBA career. Um, and so uh, for me, I'm not too worried about that, but I am worried about the foot issue, especially with how how drastic his play style is. Uh, either either he keeps having it, he doesn't, or he has to alter his play style to not have it. And if he has to alter his play style, then Zion's not nearly as exciting as he could be, which may, would make this card not very enjoyable to hold. Do you know what I find not as enjoyable about this card uh, is the fact that they actually switched the NTRPA, uh, the photo. Now, if you look at 2018 with Luca, his is a horizontal NTRPA logo man one of one, which is clearly different than the vertical, you know, the the Dirk fadeaway photo, so to say. Um, So it doesn't surprise me that they switched the design of it for the logo man because they did that with the Luca. And they did it for the honest. They literally do it all the time, so it's not surprising. But I, I don't know. That is the, probably the least one of the least flattering photos design you can get. <laughs> Shooting a left-handed jumper that doesn't have a great-looking jump shot isn't using his strengths, you know, as dunking whatever as as that NTRPA actually has number on ninety-nine. But um, there's no argument. This is a million-dollar card or more, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and there was a quick uh, there was a quick baseball comment up here. I wanted to. I want to sure, go ahead. Really quick. Uh, oh, Will says some stupid baseball acquisitions. Don't know what the Mets and Blue Jays are thinking with Scherzer and Gosman talking about overpay. Uh, I find it hard to argue that that with the Gaussman point, I do think that was probably – I mean, he was really good last year, under three RA, uh, pitched really well, a little bit risky considering it's Kevin Gaussman and he didn't play well at all for the Orioles and – has a history of not playing well and now was good for a year, maybe a year and a little bit of change. Um, so that's a risk for sure. Uh, but I don't think 43 million for sure is there is an overpay. You saw how good he was at the age of 36 last year, 37. He will be good at 37, 38, 39, or 38, 39, 40, whatever it is. I have no doubts that um, Scherzer is going to be good. And it's one of those things the Mets needed a frontline starter. And just because of his age, I don't, I'm not concerned about that with Scherzer. So you're paying for what you can get. And if you're going to pay that short of a contract, you need to pay more, which is what they had to do. I think another team would have paid out the nose for him. The Dodgers would have anybody. He had to take the most he could get. That was the Mets. Um, But if I'm the Mets and I have as much money as their owner does, I am not worried about it. Uh, Speaking of the owner, Steve Coney actually is one of the investors in PSA when they bought it with Nat Turner. Um, So guys got a lot of money. Yep. Dean Dean says if Zion can complete 82 games for at least one season, I'm going to eat cow's poo. Ha ha ha. Well, I will say, uh, yeah, he he seems to not be he's he seems that he will not be able to stay healthy for majority of his career, at least a lot of the season. Um, but really, who plays 82 games anymore? I mean, even the most durable players are going to take a day off or or whatever. I mean, I know that's just an exaggeration to say a full a full season, but 82 games for any player, I think, is is crazy. As you know, Giannis like. He wasn't really that hurt this year. He missed a couple of games. Yeah. Just how it goes um, NBA stars. One more thing. I get that you think it's risky, and to a normal person, $43 million sounds risky, but to Steve Cohen, $43 million bucks a year. The dude has the highest payroll in baseball right now, and I don't think he's done. I just don't. I think he might cross $300 million this year if he could. Um so I just, I just don't, I don't think it's an overpay in that. I don't think the Mets care about the money. And if you can get one of the top pitchers in baseball, not everyone's available and they don't have the prospects to grab anybody they want. So you have to take what you can get. And sure, there's one of the best pitchers in baseball. And if they need to eat $43 million to do it, I, 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 I can't blame them. Nate, it kind of sounds like in the sports card market when you have like a super, super rare card that no one's going to see for a long time. And you just get two super rich people to duke it out bid super high it's kind of like that mj psa 10 the top five percent remember the one, one that went for eight hundred thousand dollars where it's mm-hmm. like oh wow that was a lot of money but when you got the money and it's the only one that's going to pop up yep it, 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 it's, it's the exact same thing there's not that many options there's there's not a single option of pitcher that's as good as max scherzer on the market um you know the gaussman's the robbie rays even clayton kershaw 
anybody like that, they're, they're not as good as Max Scherzer. And so you have one option to really uh, – Noah Syndergaard, who they let walk himself, you have one option to really, really pump up that rotation. It's with Max Scherzer, and they were making sure they got him and put him with DeGrom. Now, can they both stay healthy? That's a risk. But the $43 million, I wouldn't look too much into it. Uh, moving on from the baseball discussion quick, we have got one of the posts I put on Instagram this past weekend was of Zion's uh, market increasing as they announced that he's going to be returning to practice uh, full force, no restrictions for practice, saying who knows his timeline to come back to games. It's not been announced yet. But the interesting thing is, is I posted this on Saturday, the Zion Williamson fast break uh, fireworks PSA 10 sold on a buy it now best offer for $320, which is up 102% from the, be- from the beginning of November. But a card just sold last night in eBay auction. It went for like 135. Dude, it went from like 170, jumped up to 320 when someone bought a buy now best offer, and then dropped down to like 130 with an auction and dropped like 50% value right after it bumped up. So either the person who bought for 320, uh, way overpaid, which might seem true, or it wasn't actually a sale. It's hard to tell. But I don't really know what happened. I just want to point that out, that that card that I posted on Saturday that went up 102%, is all the way back down to another 57% or whatever by now. Hmm. And then uh, you also the SGC 9.5 Zion there, but just to kind of take that into a new SGC direction here is I wanted to show this Trey Young that we posted on Instagram last Tuesday, the Noir uh, Spotlight Signatures auto number out of 99. Uh, Nate actually has a, has a Devontae Graham rookie auto hmm. of this. Say no more. Nate says, say no more. I got Nate uh, Devontae Graham Spotlight Signatures auto number 99 uh, for his birthday three years ago now or so. Nate, I'm pretty sure I paid like $10 for that card. It's probably worth over 100 at one point. Yeah, that's a good buy. I don't know if you're going to find it anytime soon. He'll bring it back. But um, I just want to point out here that SGC, of course, we're partnering with SGC. And we love to share their market reports and everything now. And I do think that this particular card was a great choice to send to SGC. You got a 9.5, which is a mint plus and a 10 autograph sold for $900 worth of profit from when it sold on July 1st. Raw for $1,000, $2,200 sold for buying a best offer November 23rd. But the reason why I wanted to put this post in here is not because of the sales of the profit. It's because of, oh, there it is. There's this Devontae Graham Spotlight Signatures Auto. Looking great. Love it. Love it. Um, the reason why I put this in here is because I really do believe white, like pick cards that have a, a ton of white on the card or a ton of color on the card are perfect for SGC holders. And I have a Mason Mount Color Blast, so I believe in it too, and I graded myself with them even before we became partner with them and everything. I really do think that cards that have really great contrast with black look awesome in these cases, one of them being the Norse uh, spotlight signature. So, just want to point that out just because I think it's really cool and I can't wait to get some of my other cards I have there back and to hopefully showcase them and look uh, see you know the aesthetically pleasing cases with the white cards like that Trey Young. Um, look really cool in my opinion. Hey, uh, I know I yep. keep clicking on Will's things, but just something I've noticed when doing morning morning emails, Paul George, PSA 10 Silver, yada, yada, $400. Does it seem low? I don't know if that seems low per se, but... I can't tell you the amount of cards where I put a card in the email and then look up a comp and the last two comps are like $3,700 and like two weeks later, $3,000 or $700. And two weeks later, it's like a $450 card, like all across the board cards are dropping by almost like 50% all over the place or a hundred percent. It's insane. hundred percent would be zero dollars. That would be zero. Uh, But it's like, it's like, Guy and, and guys that are like even like like Fernando Tatis cards, you know stuff like that that were now in the off season. You you expect a some some amount of a drop, but they're dropping drastically in some cases. Well, let's remember what time of year it is too. No, I know, I know. It's Christmas time. Yeah, it's Christmas time. It's Black Friday time. It's Thanksgiving time. So if you do have the means and have the money and want to go and find some cards like Will pointed out or make like Nate pointed out, it would be probably a good idea to go do that if you can if you, and if you have the means to. Now, don't deprive little Jimmy of a Christmas gift for Fernando Tatis' rookie card. But uh, if you can get little Jimmy his, his uh, Christmas gift and maybe buy him a second Fernando Tatis' rookie card with yours, that might be a good, uh, good idea. Um, I put this one in here, this Steph Curry versus Anthony Davis, because these both sold in January 2021 by Golden Auctions. A Steph Curry NTRPA number five, that's a BGS 9.5, 
and a logo man one of one of Anthony Davis BGS nine. They both sold right around a million dollars in January. Of course, that's Anthony Davis's best card ever made. That's one of Steph Curry's top ten cards ever made. Um, some people probably say top five. So yeah, it's way up there. Nate, I venture to say that there was not a worse million dollar card purchase in the last year than the Anthony Davis. I have a question for you. Go ahead. Who is the worst jump shooter in the NBA? Anthony Davis. I saw that tweet. That was ridiculous. He is shooting 33% on jump shots. It's like 17% on threes. Which is a just by far a league low. Yeah. Um, And it's crazy to see because, you know, you, you think of this big dominant power forward center that can also stretch the floor. Well, if he's not stretching the floor – and he's also not being dominant inside. I mean, he's not even a top 25 player at that point. Well, I'd venture to say that Steph Curry is well over doubled. Well, maybe not well over doubled, but probably close to doubled since this purchase in January 2021. Well, that Anthony Davis, that hits auction right now. What does it go for? Five, six hundred thousand? I... I don't know, man. I mean, people, there's going to be a couple people out there that yeah. are like, yeah, Anthony Davis is still so amazing. Yeah, it's his best card ever made. I mean, maybe that's just me just being pessimistic on the fact that a million dollars, if you look at the top sports card sales of all time and you go to anything that's a million dollars or over, you're not finding one player that is like Anthony Davis in that group. If you want to go and say like Luca, then sure, because his logo man sold for $4.6 million where he's young. Hasn't like won a championship type of deal. I mean, Anthony Davis did win a championship, but you get what I'm saying. A lot of it is the MJs, the LeBrons, the, you know, whatever else. Hank Aaron. Uh, not Hank Aaron. Sorry, Mickey Mantle. Not Hank Aaron. I, I can't wait for a day that Hank Aaron card sells for a mil- over a million dollars. It will. The PSA 10, if it ever sells, it will. But Nat Turner has that and probably is never going to sell it. So at least I'm pretty sure he has it. Um, but yeah, just an interesting point. And uh, the funny thing is, is my post says, I asked the question, is there a single soul on the planet that would rather have the Anthony Davis over the Steph Curry? And there were people commentating they'd rather have the Anthony Davis over the Steph Curry right now. You would never find me wanting that Anthony Davis over Steph Curry. Blows my mind. Give me Steph Curry every single day. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, This was another fun one, another fun debate. And I will say the title of today's live stream, it is, is it time to rethink your sports card buying strategy? This is not the main chunk of the episode. I always do like to bring in the first 20 minutes different posts from uh, Instagram throughout the last week because I think a lot of these things are important and which is why they're being posted. I think it's fun to ev- for everyone to share their uh, their thoughts on them. This is on the left, the Titanium uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo 2013 Panini Titanium Rookie numbered out 34. I think that's one of the best rookie cards designs I've seen. It's numbered out 34. His jersey number is so much foil on it. It looks spectacular. So for $1,190. And then on the right, a Prism NFT, numbered out of 75, sold for $1,100. But that was numbered 34 out of 75, and it was like the championship uh, NFT mixed with like the 75th year anniversary NFT. Either way, there's no physical card that goes with it. I don't care about personally. I think that's the biggest waste of money ever because I'd way rather have the rookie number out of 34. But I do understand in some sense why people would rather have the NFT. But I do have a question for anyone that knows the NFTs. Does it hurt it that Prism NFTs are only available through Panini's blockchain and that they can't go and get transacted on, on let's say, an open sea? You know, Panini doesn't have any transfer, I don't think, to like an open sea, or they don't sell their NFTs where they can be uh, bought through open sea or anything. I know people have to mint them and then they go to open sea, but, uh, you know, one of the biggest um, NFT marketplaces, they're all through Panini's own website. And if you really want to get people involved who care about NFTs, Who's going to go and look at PaniniAmerica.com or .net, whatever it is, to buy their NFTs? Like versus OpenSea, where there's billions of dollars of NFTs that get transacted on. So I think that's pretty limiting in my opinion. I don't know if there's anyone out there that does NFTs and knows more about it than I do, which is a small amount, at least enough to make a comment like that on it. But uh, Nate, you're taking the NFT, right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nate has no words. I'm going to log off. <laughs> Nate's going to log like, off. I am not taking the NFT. 
I wouldn't have taken the NFT before I found out that Panini wasn't going to be a company, and I sure as heck ain't taking the NFT after you're finding out that Panini's not really going to be a company for at least basketball cards and football cards. Yep, yep. Uh, also, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse for sure. <laughs> and uh, shout out Nate. Big shout out Nate because Nate calls me when I'm on my ride home from the Packers game last night, and Nate's like, do you see? I'm like, do I see what? He's like, Giannis. Home up basketball cards as interview. And I'm like, dude, I gotta post that right now. And he tipped me off and we threw up this video of Giannis talking about his Bobby Porce and Dante DiVincenzo rookie cards uh on Instagram. And it's been I think it's the most viewed Instagram video we've ever put up. It's got over just about fifty thousand views in less than twenty four hours, which is insane. Uh and yeah, very exciting to see Giannis, our hometown hero. Uh always finding ways to interject basketball cards in the social media. I don't know how he does it or or like I, I sit here and I literally think. Is this dude like really in it? In it, and then I see him have like a 2015 Prism Light Blue Bobby Portis number out of 199, and I'm like this guy's in it. Like he probably sits here and like sees stuff or no, like he knows stuff. Like here's what I want to know: You think he went on eBay himself, found the first Bobby Portis he could find, ended up being a light blue Prism, and and just bought it, or do you I, think he like? I have a feeling that his agent probably hops on and like picks up these cards from i don't i don't know if he's physically saying on ebay although it'd be amazing if he was like that'd be so cool man i don't know i'm reading the book that about Giannis, and uh that dude that dude puts in work man it seems uh, oh. like i don't think he's like the type of person that i feel like he's the type of person that would have his phone and be on ebay and actually buy buy cards if he wanted it instead of asking somebody else to do it for him that and is true. I mean, he doesn't seem like the type of person. He spent, he spent his entire childhood selling stuff on the street markets. You make very good points, and I do eat my words. And I, I'd say that – I mean, I want to believe that. Like, you know, I want to believe that, but also there's a part of me where I'm not trying to get too, like, optimistic that he's sitting on something buying on eBay at the same time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, super cool, man. That was awesome to see. And and it got picked up today by, like, all the major media outlets. Sports Center was posting about it. Uh, but, you know, Slab Stocks, Nate broke the story and then slapstack sh- reshared the story so that's right well bucks bucks but i don't uh, know if investing in bobby portis is in it i would argue to say that it sort of is because not most teammates wouldn't be like oh here is my teammate i want to go get a rookie card of a prism rookie card of him which is what Giannis did so that's more in it in it than most guys i would maybe say not, I would maybe say. not in it like we're in it but way more in it than nearly every other athlete. I feel like an athlete that really wanted to like be like, just let me make some money through a sense. Cool. Would be like, Hey, let me give you my hundred thousand dollars and go buy me the best LeBron card. You could or something, you know, but like to go and get that type of card of a teammate is so cool. And I think for a lot of people, it's so relatable. And that's just who Giannis is. He won't sit. He doesn't sit there and hold up the, He's not Logan Paul walks out with the diamond chain Charizard million dollar card or whatever. He shows up to the interview with the Bobby Porter's light blue rookie. And that's why I think all of us love him in Milwaukee because he does it all the time. He does it all the time. It's a $5, a $5 card. Yeah. It's literally like a $5 card. That's amazing. Dude. He does this all the time though. Like this is not like, like it just happens so frequently where he does stuff like this. It's so cool. It's so relatable for people like myself and Nate. Speaking um, of cookies and milk, did you see the video of him finding out that you can dunk your Oreo in milk? Yeah, I think that's why Magic said it. <laughs> you saw it? Yeah, I did see it. It's hilarious. It was a great yeah. video. Amazing. I guarantee he's about to get an Oreo partnership out of it, too. I can't wait to see him on my TV pretty soon, holding Oreos and dunking them in milk. <laughs> I think we also need to get some royalties for that kid that told him about it, too. All right, now we are finally at the 23-minute mark, moving on to the uh, main chunk of today's live stream, which is, is it time to rethink your sports card buying strategy? Because I don't think that we're going to sit here today and be like, hey, everyone, like, do this or do that. I'm not trying to do that with this conversation. I want to preface it and say that these are, like, very few examples. This is, like, four different cards or four different examples from four different sports or three different sports. I did not use baseball for a very specific reason um and nate sorry there's no baseball examples in here but the reason why there's no baseball in here is because i think every single person who collects baseball cards would agree that you're buying their flagship parallels you're buying their bowman chrome autos you're not going to try and find a case hit you're not going to try and find an ssp from uh top series two unless it's like from flagship anyway so it's not the same debate nate would you agree with me that base that basketball football and soccer are like a whole different ballgame than baseball cards in general 
Correct. No, I mean, you could go get a, a case hit uh, of a stadium club of some sort, but but it's that's no fair sell, debate. It's still going to sell way less than like a Topps flagship short print. And, and like a Bowman Chrome Auto, obviously that's what you're going after. Like there's just no debate really in baseball, which is why it's not included in here. Um, Sam, we're going to kick Sam out of the chat here. He says, you know, this is going to go to the Warriors. Um, I never want to see that in my life. But uh, I do want to see Curry and Giannis. But the only way that I want to see that is if Curry's on the Bucks. That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That'd be like best duo of all time. That'd be insane. <laughs> so, okay, to kick off the, the main portion of today's stream, before talking about this card, is don't take what we say today and go switch everything you do. Take what we say today and research it further. Find more examples. Find different cards from sports you like. Find different players you like. Compare your own examples. Do your own research on top of this. This is just a starting point because we have 35-ish minutes or whatever now to go through these and uh, just talk about it and, and, and look at the data from the last year. It's probably about like 10 months is the widest span of data here. But uh, I'm excited to talk about this because I'm passionate about this subject because I'm the type of guy that will go and buy um, the super short print card because I think it looks cool. I think it looks, you know, it's it's more exciting card. It's a short print. It's a low pop card versus the Prism Silver PSA 10. So that's why I want to have this discussion because I love it, but that doesn't mean that other people love it too. So definitely you don't have to do this just because I'm talking about it. Um, but for starting off with this, it really all started by me posting about this Lamella Ball Blank Slate PSA 10 rookie card. It's over $5,000. Now this is a super short print case hit of Court Kings. Court Kings is a beautiful looking set. Um, a lot of the cards just don't sell very strong, but the blank slate in particular do sell very strong. They're very sought after cards for collectors and for investors. This card's up 18% since the summer. Last sold, I think it was around like, uh, it's like 40 some hundred dollars. Now it's up to $5,000. And um, yeah, like I said, super short pin pop 11. Now I asked people in the comments, what would you rather buy? A Lamella Ball blank slate PSA 10 for $5,000. Or buy a 2020 Prism Silver Lamella Ball PSA 10 and have an extra thousand dollars because at the time I post this, the, Lame the Lamella Ball Silver PSA 10 was selling around four thousand dollars. So you could have the Core Kings Blank Slate PSA 10 or the Lamella Ball Silver PSA 10, which I will say right now it's a Pop 43. Now everyone can drop in the comments right now what you would rather have: the Blank Slate Case Hit SSP PSA 10 or the Prism Silver PSA 10 and a thousand dollars. As you can see right here. The PSA 10 is a pop 11 of this Lamella ball, and there's actually only one PSA 9. So these cards do grade very well, but they're extremely rare. There's only 12 in the pop report, but they grade extremely well. I don't think that that really matters when it's so rare. It matters when it, they're not so rare, like the Wander Franco Bowman Chrome Sapphire we saw last week where there was like 300 PSA 10s out of like 350 graded. Like that matters a lot then, but not so much when there's only 12 graded. And then for the Lamello, there's 43 PSA 10s, and now they're selling for $3,500. So you could almost say you could have $1,500 extra dollars or you look at the PSA nine and there's 230 PSA nines, but they sell for $400. You're talking about like a, that's an insane difference. 10% value for PSA nine versus the PSA 10 are right around there. Uh, I do want to point out that uh, Sam says it's not fair comparison. The PSA 10 silvers are super rare because the centering is terrible on those. I want to make this very clear. Um, someone commented and then deleted their comment. I'm not going to say who. On my post from today comparing the Devin Bookers that we're going to look at very soon here that said, LOL, you can't make the comparison. It's different card, different grade. Here's what we're comparing. We are comparing spending $5,000 on a card or spending $4,000 and having $1,000 extra. It doesn't matter if you if the cards aren't the same, if the players are different. It really doesn't matter at all. The way that we look at this is everyone spends money. Um, everyone is spending money either to collect or to make more money in the future, one or the other. And either way, when it comes down to it, we're comparing dollars. We're not comparing cards. Um, like, we're not saying that these cards are similar. We're saying these cards are very different. Which one you, would you rather have for those dollars? And that's why all this discussion happens. Because everyone has to sit here and make these decisions every day. Just like for Nate, if you're buying, Nate has to make the decision. Does he want to buy 10 mojos of Everson Pereira? Or does he want to buy one autograph base? Something similar like that. Hey, hey that, that, that was a, he brings that up because that was a very real that was a very real thing. I could have bought I could have bought 20 mojo base for the same price as one auto. And I was like, well, they're not the same card. They're not the same uh, style of card. And they're not nearly the same amount of value. But which one do I think I can gain more money off of? And the answer for me was the mojo because it was so cheap. And the correct answer was the mojo because I could have sold the auto for 
at its height for like 90 to $100. And the $2, $1, $2 mojos that I bought, I could have sold for 15. Exactly. So like these, I'm just saying these are true debates, no matter if the cards are similar or not. It does, it doesn't matter in my mind. And I know people have different opinions, but that's just how I look at it. So this was the first debate that I want to bring up was this blank slate PSA 10 versus a silver PSA 10. Now, I guarantee if I went back and showed you the data on these silver PSA 10s, they would have dropped quite substantially in value. Um, and I don't have the numbers on what the, these were selling for back when the uh, you know Lamella Ball gained 10% or whatever it was, 18% value. I have the more numbers for the later examples, but that's just, I just want to show this because this is what I brought up in Instagram. And this is how all this started in the first place. Here's a very, very interesting example. And this one I'll, I'll contradict what the post says, but the 2017 blank slate, Devin Booker, PSA 10. The Suns are extremely hot right now. 15 straight wins. Devin Booker has three straight 30-point games. The reason why I made a nice Suns post to Devin Booker is because of that fact, but I want to go and see what type of comparisons we can make today. In a blank slate, PSA 10 sold for $680 last night. eBay auction, a Devin Booker Silver Prism 2015 BGS 9.5 sold for $1,300 last night. Comparing it back to July 18th, the Booker is up 13%. Comparing the, sorry, that the Blaine Slate Booker is up 13%. Comparing the 2015 Prism Silver BGS 9.5 back between the 20th and the 24th, there was four different auctions that occurred. Um, many more sold of these in the Blaine Slate, of course. And they all averaged $1,300, or sorry, $1,285, which is like a 1% gain if you sell it on eBay or losing money after the fees. Uh, probably the same with the Blaine Slate, honestly, but just comparing the actual sale values. The reason why I bring this up is because that 2017 Blaine Slate is not even a rookie card. That is not even a rookie card. That is a third-year card that gained 13% in sales values over the same period of time compared to the 2015 Silver Rookie BGS 9.5, a booker that sold many, 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 many times over the last three, four months. But the Blink Slate PSA 10 sold no times between July 18th and now until yesterday. And the reason why I bring up this debate is because I think so many people out there just say or automatically write off anything that's not a rookie card, or automatically write off anything that's not Prism Select Optic Contenders or National Treasures. Some people write off Immaculate. I love Immaculate. Um, I love Noir. Some people don't love Noir. The real reason is, is that there are other options out there. I want people to know that other than just the standard. Um, does it mean you have to go buy other stuff? No, <laughs> I just want people to know that. And I actually will completely disagree with this. If I'm going to sit here and look at this, I would never tell myself, let me buy like that blank slate. Cause I think it's going to do better long-term than the prism silver PS or BGS 9.5. So some, sometimes this stuff works. Sometimes this stuff doesn't work. This obviously worked over the last three months, but if we go three months from now, it might be completely different. Booker might still be super hot. That silver BGS 9.5 might be over $2,000. And the blank slate might be only up like, you know, fifty, hundred dollars. Who knows? Um, Nate, any thoughts on this? Um, I mean, I guess I'm ten. I I tend to fall into the uh, rookies over everything crowd. Uh, I know you don't. You're okay with buying a fifteenth year gold LeBron if you can get your hands on it, or a gold Tom Brady kaboom if you can get your hands on it because it's Tom Brady and LeBron, and I don't necessarily fall into that. Uh, crowd but i think you maybe are uh changing my tune a little bit if it's rare and if it's a good player it's rare and it's a good player and somebody wants it so a suns fan or you know devin booker fan kentucky wildcat fan wants devin booker blank slate because it's a sick card yeah and i can keep, see, I can be buying that keep in mind that. these were both ebay auctions so a lot of people in the instagram post were saying oh well with the prism there's just much more liquidity um, I would venture to say that it just means that there's more that sell because the, it, you can eBay auction something, whatever you want, and it'll sell. It's just as liquid on a seven day auction as a 2015 Prism Silver 9.5. Go ahead, Nate. Do you worry that maybe with how many new people, though maybe not as many new people anymore, but how many new people slash people that just follow what they're told and they're told Prism, Prism this, Prism that, that there might not, you know, as good as it sounds to buy a, a, a Court King's blank slate, if they see Court King's blank slate short print and they might not know what that even means, they're just going to go for the prism and you have an easier time selling that. Even though, obviously, you put it on auction, it's going to sell. 
It's all liquid. Everything's liquid. Sells for a buck. It's still liquid, right? Um, but do you do you worry that that maybe just not enough people know what a blank slate is, and there's not enough knowledge so that Prism is king and will always be king? Sure. Let me let me explain that really quick. But uh, I just want to point out, we actually have the person that bought the Booker blank slate PSA ten in the chat today. What are the odds that the person that bought it on eBay last night is actually here? That's really cool. Congrats, bro. Um, to answer that question, the way I see it is that, yes, uh, yeah, you're right, Nate. And I think that's why you wouldn't see blank slate Booker PSA 10 sell for 680 like a year and a half ago. Because everyone was told Prism and everyone's buying Prism. But now we're a year and a half down the line and all the new people are added to sports cards are now a year and a half smarter and have learned about more things over that year and a half, which is why I think you see something like this, where this card sells for one time in the last three months. And the most recent sales since goes up 13% versus the other one that sells multitude of times because people know I can go buy a Booker Silver P- BGS 9.5 whenever I want. I go into eBay and I bet you I can pull up like 10 that are for sale. How many blank states are for sale? Maybe one? Maybe it's overpriced because the person that has it doesn't want to sell it? So that's how I see it. That's, um, that's a good point. And I, that's why I kind of corrected myself at the beginning since we are a little bit farther away. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit colored because I would – I worked at Brewtown, right? And I saw everyone that would walk in. And while while I love new new people collecting and uh, new people getting into the hobby and new people learning, there is one of those things where when you're new at something, you're going to try to get as much information as you can. If the same people are saying prism, 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 you're going to say prism, prism, prism. But you bring up a good point that we are we are pretty much down the line now from that point. And uh, with COVID not ending but ending, uh we're kind of at the point where we're probably not gaining a ton of new people. So they're now just learning and progressing in their knowledge and accepting 2017 blank slates as cool cards. Not to mention the narrative is different too, for anyone that joins now, Nate. I mean, there is a different narrative now than there was a year and a half ago, because there's yeah, a reason why those prison cards flew up so high in value. And now there's much more discussion around everything. So at that point, it's like even new people are added probably would look at the blank slate. Not that they'd even know what that is to start, obviously. But, uh, yeah. Now, that leads us into more examples like this. And, okay, so the PSA 10 uh, blank slate is a pop 12. There's 13 total graded. This is obviously, like, before y'all go and just destroy me in the comments right now, I know that this is a PSA pop report, and I have a BGS 9.5 booker up here. The PSA 10 booker is way more valuable than $1,300. I know that. Every Like, I'm not worried about that. The only reason why I'm comparing the PSA pop reports is I just want to show, show the supply difference. There's 321 total graded silver bookers versus the 13 blank slates. Now, keep in mind, 2015, BGS was a much bigger grading company. I go to look at BGS's pop report. I did not do that. But if I did, there's probably way more than 321 silvers of booker graded. Well, maybe around the same. Um, The reason why I didn't go and look at BGS pop report is because it's awful. It'd be a waste of my time to even go look at it because it's so hard to use. Literally, it doesn't recognize the set versus the player. If you type in Devin Booker, it'll bring up. Uh, what's that guy's name? Trevor Booker or whoever the other basketball player is. It's just a ridiculously awful system. Uh, archaic has never been updated. All my years of collecting cards, 13 plus years. Um, well, the server sp- speed might have been increased, but the actual usability and functionality is not different. Um, as for this, 2015 Prism Silvers are extremely rare compared to 2017, 18, 19, and 20, particularly 2019, 2020. They are extremely rare. There's like 2,000 plus PSA 10 Lucas out there. Bro, there's literally 321 total graded Booker Silvers by PSA. They're so rare, which is why I think that this Booker Silver BGS 9.5 is a great buy. Now, Nate, I don't know if that changes your mind in this debate. Like, you know, for me, like I sit here and I look at that. I have no way is this going to change my mind that I'd rather have some type of case hit of Booker from 2017 versus 2015 Prism Silver. That's that's how I look at it. But I just want to hear your thought. Um, I mean, I'd still rather have the rookie. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I agreeing. Think, with you. I think I think it definitely is a a much more important conversation we're having when you're looking at a 2019 John Morant or a 2020 LaMelo, like you talked about, then that becomes infinitely more interesting. Um, but yeah. And it's also tough because like, I'm just not that big of a Devin Booker fan. So I wouldn't 
even if I had the money, I wouldn't spend 1300 on the silver or 680 on the blank slate, even if they think they might both be good deals. Right. So it's like, it's like tough for me to get out of the, I wouldn't spend money on either of these into hypothetically, I would spend money on this one instead of that. This is a good question from Natsman72. Aaron, do you buy more as a PC view for this debate or resale vendor? Does the does that affect your purchase decision either way when looking at a 15 tier one of one prior relic? I don't really know what that is, but <laughs> I will say this is all based on resale. I, I do collect a ton. I have a huge PC of many different players, teams, cards, whatever, specifically a lot of brewers and bucks and, and whatnot. But this whole debate is basically all resale value. And I would say here, um, getting 1% since getting eliminated from the finals and having a great start to the season, I think that Booker, no matter if you like him or not, is a fantastic buy. If you agree with me, drop a comment. If you don't agree with me, keep in mind that this is just my opinion. You don't have to buy. Uh, let me know. But I think you know 1% gain since July 18th, which is two days before they got eliminated from the finals, might be a great time to buy Devin Booker, gearing up for another postseason run for them. I know they're going to have to go up against the Warriors, and Warriors are amazing right now. They get Clay Thompson back. But remember, basketball cards do get hot going to playoffs of guys that are hot, and I could see Devin Booker being really hot this whole year, and the Suns for that matter too. 15 straight wins. All right, this this I'm so pumped for this one, Nate. I've never seen this Playmakers Prestige 2012 set, but this is one of the best insert sets I've never seen. Look at that LeBron Playmakers Prestige case hit. Look at that. Dunk it on the side with like the color on him, but the black and white, and then the smoke coming from the right side of of the card. That is a nasty card. That is super sick. And it sold for $326 about a week ago. Um, it's only there's only one that's graded by PSA, just one of that card. There's probably two available on eBay right now at like a $360 buy it now, and one's like a $400 buy it now. So there's not that many available. There's only been like three to four that have sold in the last year, auction or buy it now via eBay. But on the right side of the screen, we have is 2003 LeBron PSA 9. Sorry, PSA 7. PSA 7. That sold for $285 the same day as the as the case hit Playmakers sold. Now, there's 12,000 or whatever LeBron 2003 rookie number 221 is graded. There's one of this one by PSA. There's some by BGS, obviously. Some, obviously, the LeBron rookie by BGS, too. But these sold pretty similar in value. Um, case hit on the left, rookie on the right. Now, let's look at and see some different things here. So, here are the sales in the last three months or so since August 13th. So August 13th, we had a, an auction that sold of this card raw for $125. Then you had a BGS nine that sold as a buy it now for $203. And then this last raw just sold on auction uh, a week ago for 326. So compare that to the one that sold on August 13th. That's over double the money um, for this super short print case hit since August 13th. You know, if you buy that card, I will preface this with saying, I cannot view that photo, or at least I didn't. I wasn't able to view the photo of that one that sold for 125. I don't know if that one's like super damaged or what. But a BGS nine sold for 203. So either way you look at it, that's still like definitely value gained in the last three months. You look at the LeBron, and it, even as far back as October 8th, I didn't actually go and pull August's numbers here. But October 8th, October 18th, it sold for 350, 360, 355. And now the last one sold for $285. So a decrease of uh, you know 80 or so dollars, which is not that much. It did decrease. But the one where there's only like one selling in the previous few months or whatever, other than the BGS9, over double the value. Nate, are people re-strategizing how they buy sports cards? I would say yes, if we're looking at this one example. Um, <laughs> I know, or, one, right, a few examples, and that's the whole thing. Is that it, yeah. There's a million other examples you can go and pick out where the rookie cards go up and whatever. But I, I have a question. Which one are you taking? I mean, I'm a, I, I, I'm taking the case hit, but that's just who I am. I love cards that look great. I love cards that look beautiful. I love cards that are really rare, and I'm taking the case at Playmaker because that's I, I'm not lying. That's one of the best insert sets I've ever seen Panini make. Um, so here, here's where I'm at, I'm, and I'm, I'm actually struggling with this. I've been thinking the entire time you've been talking to the point where most of what you said I kind of lost in the shuffle because I was thinking about this. 
So on one hand, you have the tops rookie, and for a lot of people, you just want to have that rookie, right? You just you want to have one. You want to have LeBron James 2003 tops rookie. Even if it's a PSA seven, you don't care because you want your you want it, right? Just like if you could get your hands on a 2011 tops update Mike Trout, if you could get your hands on a PSA one Mickey Mantle, who cares about the grade, right? Um, now there, there's that, not 12,000 of those out there though. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you, but you get my point. Like it's, it's, okay. it, it's yeah, LeBron, yeah, yeah. it's tops. But then you have this sweet looking card. That's very artistic and very awesome looking and the way cards are going, you know, maybe it is a very art driven world in 10 years and people are going to want this, but it's from prestige. And who the heck cares about prestige? No, that's fair. That's Who's totally going to fair. know anything about prestige in 15 years. And so that's where uh, that's where I'm struggling is like, yeah, it's a PSA seven of 12,000 pop of LeBron James, but it's a rookie and it's well known compared to a very super artistic looking card that is really rare, but it's by just an absolute trash brand. And I don't know. I don't know what I would do because I. I, I like the Playmakers insert. I think it's a great-looking card. Having never seen it before, I think it's an amazing-looking card. But I just struggle with the fact that it's Prestige. And so, that people are going to look up in 15 years and not even remember Prestige was a thing. So, I think I'm about to sneeze. But I don't know if I'm going to. Either way, Prestige, I'd say it was like more important back in the day than now, which is obvious. I did. <laughs> All right. So prestige, like back when I was collecting, when I was younger, I was actually going after 2012 prestige Russell Wilson autograph. So it doesn't seem as black eyed to me as it does to you. I was looking for 2009 prestige Steph Curry rookies, you know, like, but, but I can see how it would be for someone like you who didn't care about basketball cards at all until what, 2017 or something, 2016. Yeah. I mean, even, even as a kid, I, w- I was collecting football and, and baseball in the late nineties, early two thousands. I wasn't collecting basketball. We had like, five basketball cards total yeah so like I, I i feel you on that but i still think there's a group of people like me that do want this card and I, i'm really close to putting my money where my mouth is right now i'm putting in an offer on the one i saw on ebay i was wondering if it if anyone was going to look at that right now um but it's beautiful and and i don't disagree with anyone that says they want the rookie card because it is a rookie card everyone always wants rookie cards the amount of people know even what that playmaker's insert is versus the people know what the rookie card is, is about probably like less than 1% because he, I, I didn't even know what that insert was set was until today. And I collected 2012 Panini basketball cards when I was younger. Also, thank you, Dean. I said bless you. Um, that is, that is a, another thing that you, if you saw that card out in the wild, you were just skimming through cards and just saw that. Yeah. I don't think you're stopping and saying that's a short print. If you see the 2003 tops LeBron, you wouldn't care that it's not a short print. You know it's a LeBron rookie. You don't care if it's a PSA 7 or a PSA 5 or a PSA 3. Dude, if you held up the case hit to me and said, pay $50 for this or pay $200 for the rookie PSA 7, I already know that it's been four times the money to get the PSA 7, even if it was a worse buy. Because like you just said, it's a great point, Nate. Fantastic point. Yeah. So I think that there's multiple ways to look at this for all these different debates. Um. And Rob said, if the procedure was numbered, I might think about it. So, yeah, if it's numbered out of 25, probably has a little bit different discussion here. Um, probably worth more, too. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a sweet card. Now, I, I want to say this. Be careful. Be very careful out there. Because through my research on this Playmaker set, they made something called the Starting 5 card or whatever. Where on the back of the card, it's got this thing that says Starting 5 Panini. That is not on any of the LeBrons. This LeBron was packed, pulled out of the hobby boxes, I'm like 99% sure, and was a case hit. There are many of these Anthony Davises available. They're all like $10 to $15. I saw a lot, like a lot mean two, of a LeBron and an Anthony Davis for $400, Nate, and I literally was about to hit the buy now button because I'm like, how is it only like you know, $75 extra dollars for an Anthony Davis rookie card, super short print case at insert, you know? And then I was like, wait, let me look a little bit more. I find out, that there's like tons of these things and it's a starting five promo card. So just be careful out there when you find new cards that you might think are cool. Make sure you look a little bit longer. If something seems too good to be true, it probably is, um, which is why I found out very quickly. So I think it's time to move on to the next one. A lot of people are throwing in their thoughts here. Uh, 
I mean, I'm sure as many people are saying they'd rather have the rookie, it makes sense. And for a lot of things that Nate said, but that is one of the best cards I've ever seen actually is that LeBron. Ooh, we take a little pause here. With, uh, we're we're going to go a little bit longer today, I'm sure, with because I got some good debates here, but we'll make sure to move a little swifter. Um, Slab Socks Breaks YouTube channel. I need to pull up the link here for everyone. Uh, please do me a favor. We already had 22, 23 people, my favorite number. Go and subscribe. Please, if you're... You know, ever watch Slab Socks Breaks, ever watch our YouTube, our Instagram, ever buy into breaks, please go and hit the link to subscribe to this YouTube channel called Slab Socks Breaks. It is a sub channel under the main channel that you're watching under right now. Uh, we are segmenting out our break streams from now on and putting them on the Slab Socks Breaks sub channel. It should be very easy for you to find. Um, if you ever just like search Slab Socks Breaks or if you just go to the main channel and click on channels, um, you'll be able to find it easily or you just hit the link right now and hit uh, subscribe. Please do us a favor. I'd really appreciate all of you right now. If you do, or if you are interested, uh, take the time to go subscribe because that is where they will be from now on. We want to kind of take the clutter off the main page because it is hurting the month that our, our videos are able to get viewed just because we have all these two plus hour streams that, you know, people pop in for 15 minutes, watch and leave. But uh, please do us a favor and, and hit that, hit that uh, subscribe button for us on the Slapstacks Breaks YouTube channel. And then also, if you are interested in this week's Slapstacks.com slash shop breaks, that is where you can find them, slapstacks.com slash shop. I have two boxes available right now. I'll probably put some more up tomorrow when I go live. Um, but we have 2020 Prism EPL Hobby Packs and 2020 Stadium Club Hobby Packs. Uh, pretty affordable prices on each. And then the not-so-affordable one is the Eminence 2018 Soccer Case Break. This is one of the most important soccer sets of all time. I don't know if you saw my announcement. Um, I, don't know if you saw, I don't know if you saw my announcement on Instagram where I posted about this. But we already have actually sold three spots of the 12. So there's nine spots remaining. This is, like I said, insanely huge soccer set where every single card that comes out of it's encased. The Messi, Ronaldo's, and Maradona's you hit, you can hit potentially, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 thousand dollars, depending on what type of card it is. And then there's a slew of other really, really good players in here too. R9, Ronaldinho, there's Polizic, there's all the other legends you can think of pretty much are in this set. Um, but very excited about this. It's an honor to even be able to run this and do this and have the chance to open this product. So this will break when full. We're not going to set a date for it as it is obviously a very expensive break. Um, but you know, already have a good start. Three of the 12 spots sold. So looking forward to getting into that in the near future as well. We still have more debates left, so don't leave. This is not the end of today's live stream. Uh, Global Sports Car Investor says, I was wondering why I haven't seen more lives lately. Um, they're all going, they've all went through the main Slab Stocks YouTube channel so far. The only difference was that on Thursday, it was Thanksgiving, so Nate wasn't live. That's the only difference in the last week, but they all have been going through the main channel uh, normally. This debate is very sad, very sad for me to do because I'm the one that lost that messy diamond fall of 20 on the left last night. I really, really won that card after I stole my Ruby PSA 10 of Ronaldo at 15, um, which I also wish that that didn't happen either, but uh I, I lost this card. I bid like two thousand some dollars and sold for three thousand. It jumped from eight hundred dollars to five seconds left up to three thousand dollars, and that's the two thousand sixteen or two thousand fifteen flawless diamond off twenty. And then on the right, I've got the two thousand four Panini Sports Mega Cracks Messi Rookie PSA four. Now, obviously, it's a PSA four, but keep in mind these cards come out of Spain and it's super condition sensitive. And these things um, are is on eBay. Um, is on eBay. And these things get damaged very easily, so there's a lot of low grades out there. I'm sorry about the terrible graphics on this. It was hard because I had to pull a lot of those sales points off of like the really long uh, eBay page. But the last Mega Cracks PSA 4 sold for $2,514 on November 14th. If you look at the previous sales, March 10th, one sold for $6,100 on auction. Quick's price sold for $3,500 on January 28th. January 19th, one sold for 3525 So if you're back at the beginning of the year and you're buying these, you're paying anywhere between 3500 If you bought it on March 10th, you paid six grand for it. And last night, the diamond sold for $3,051, but in February, it sold for $500. Ooh. But, 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 like, sorry, sorry. A BGS 8 of the Argentina kit. So it's a BGS 8. But these are thick cards. They can be condition sensitive. But even if it was raw, it probably wouldn't have sold for more than $750. So in my mind, I'm looking at this. Let's just say conservatively, this messy Barcelona sells for $1,000 February 10th, 2021. Maybe that $500 is just a steal on fixed price. I have no idea. I would have paid that all day. 
And this messy mega cracks drops over 50% since then. But this one nearly, let's just say super conservatively doubles in value. If you just sat there and all you heard was buy rookie cards, buy rookie cards, buy rookie cards, you would never have even found something like this. And while I'm not trying to sit here and tell people to not buy rookie cards, that's stupid. Obviously, that'd be the dumbest thing ever. Um, I just want people to expand your horizons because I I bid very strongly on this card and I wish that, really wish that I was able to get it. But uh, I did not get it. And Rob says, no way I would ever buy a flawless compared to super rare Messi rookie. How about the PSA 4? I mean, there are plenty of other grades out there, which is you know, maybe why those drop so much. If you think about it, the pop on a PSA 4 probably increased way faster than the pop in like a PSA 8. Because everyone who is going to like dig these things out or buy them raw, they're probably all super damaged. And then the PSA 4 pop goes up a lot over the last nine months. And then there's just more supply. So this might be might not be the best debate because it is very different. These cards are extremely different, but I still like to think about in terms of what dollars were you spending. And... uh the diamond did extremely well in the last 10 months. You buy the rookie card. PSA four does not do so well. Although I mean, and this, once again, I'm not saying this card's terrible. I'm, I'm really not. I really want a number 71 Messi in my collection, but I, I don't. Uh, Global says, Aaron, would he have paid that price? Would he have paid $3,000 for the diamond? Well, I bid 20, I tried to bid 2,500 my max with like a second left. Um, if you like sat here and said, Hey, you could have bought this for $3,050. I'd say yes, but when it comes to the eBay auction, I guarantee you there's like five of us sitting there placing max bids with a second left. If if this was an extended bidding format, who knows how much this goes up to? You know, I probably would have bid a little bit higher than 3,050. The next guy probably would have too. If I had bid higher, this card might have sold for four grand. Like, so I don't know what I paid four grand. I have no idea. But, uh, you know, one of these hasn't come up for sale on eBay in over a year, the Barcelona kit, at least, because I only looked at the data from the last year and that, Argentina one's the only one I found. So they're super rare. And people love rarity. I love rarity. Question. Would you have bought the PSA four for that price? For 2,550 or 3,051. If you could have either card for same price, which one would you rather have had? I take the diamond, but that's why I was looking for the diamond. I don't, I want to look for the mega cracks right now, probably. Okay. Um, but yeah, would you, would you have bought it at 2,500? This PSA four. I mean, if you just look at how much they dropped in price, probably I just, I, it's hard because like, I, I'm just the type of guy who would always just like, even if I know, even if I like know that this card is a better investment, I always just want something that's rare. I just want something that's cooler. I want something that's from flawless, you know, even though I do want one of these cards really badly, I would just like rather go and put my money out there for the flawless diamond. Okay. Do you guys see a spike in sports card sales in December since the tax is things changed in 2022? I, I would venture to say that the people who are selling the majority of sports cards already had to follow the tax laws um, because there are a ton of people that sell way more than 200 transactions or $20,000 with sports cards in a year. So in reality, no. Um, and if you're going to be taxed on card prices on cards because you're making profit, it means you're making money. So I can't see people like, over, I mean, maybe overselling, yeah, to like kind of capture before the new tax laws, but I don't know. I mean, I don't see that changing that much. I would say, I venture to say, more cards are going to go up in value at the beginning of 2023 just because spending is going to be more, I believe, than right now with Black Friday, with um, with Thanksgiving, and with Christmas coming up. Interesting. What? 2019 Series 2 Jumbos. Interesting. I just I just like series two jumbles from 2019. Uh I think I think Tony, the new tax rule is that like right now it's you have to report PayPal sales if you hit over twenty thousand dollars in sales, it switches to six hundred dollars in sales starting twenty twenty two. That's I think that's what I read. I I don't know for sure. Hmm. Something like that. Looks like I'm never selling cards now, holding for life. See, but it's dumb. If you're gonna make money, you're gonna pay taxes anyways. No, like know. you're gonna make, you're not gonna never gonna make the money, man. Um. Okay, last example for the day. I feel like I gotta sneeze again. Uh, we got Tom Brady here. This one is 
way out there and I don't agree with it, but we're going to do it anyways. And Nate's probably going to just like rip this thing apart so badly. <laughs> We've got the 2020 Prism Color Blast Super Short Print Case Hit PSA 9. This is far more than a case hit, actually. I think that these are like, I don't know, a one in ever how one in however many cases. I'm not sure. PSA 9 Tom Brady Color Blast versus the 2000 Upper Deck graded numbered of 1,325 BGS 9.5 Gem Mint. Most recently, the one that I found was to the PWCC monthly auction this past month, uh, end of no, uh, middle of November, that sold for $4,500 of the 9.5 UD graded of Brady. If you go back to February 8th and February 7th, it sold for $7,200 and $6,000. Now, keep in mind, this is right around when the Bucks are in the Super Bowl slash winning the Super Bowl. So those prices were very high. But they've dropped a lot since then, anywhere between $2,000 and $3,000. dollars And... If you look at the color blast, February 14th, which is after they won the Super Bowl, is for $2,469. Now the last one sold for $4,500. So you're talking about polar opposites where the color blast goes up $2,000 and the rookie card numbered off 1325 drops $2,000. Nate, I'm going to let you speak more on this than me because I already took up so much time with the messy stuff. Well, for starters, you know how I feel about 20th year Tom Brady. 20th year Tom Brady cards. Now, I, I, I love color blasts. I really do. I think color blasts are one of the best inserts, one of the best short print inserts you can get. Right? It just, it looks amazing. The the way they, like, have the color kind of, like, disperse as it gets farther out, amazing looking to me. Um, that being said, it's still a 20th year card. <laughs> and the other card is numbered to 1325. Now, yeah, it's not as Bowman Chrome refractor or anything like that, but it is a 13th year card. It is graded, or it's a rookie card. It is graded. It's numbered to 1325, or you can have a short print of a 20th year card of him in a Buccaneers jersey. Come on. That's the easiest choice in the history of the world. Now, what if you were the guy that bought in February this versus the color blast? I mean, yeah, that's a tough scene. Also, this isn't like one of those things where it's like a random court Kings card, right? This is upper deck. Like it's not, it's not some random Michigan college Jersey rookie card that he's got there. Skybox or anything like that. Yeah. It's upper deck. That's legit. Yeah. It's sure as interesting. Is it not? I, I just can't I can't imagine having this card and the color blast uh and being like and having somebody be like, you know what, I'm gonna spend the exact same amount for this card, but on the color blast instead. I just can't imagine like what if you went to a card show and you just like walked up to the guy, he's holding a color blast PSA nine, you're holding this rookie card. You ask the guy, Hey, how much you buy it for? He goes twenty eight hundred. <laughs> he asks you, you go seventy five hundred, <laughs> and you got a card that's worth the exact same amount. <laughs> It makes no sense to me, but it is what it is, and I, the data doesn't lie. Um, and also, am I the oh, only one that finds the prices absurd on these twentieth year Tom Brady's and twentieth year LeBrons or seventeen year LeBrons? Or am I like in the vast like the the minority? I mean, a lot of people here are saying the rookie, or a few people here are saying the rookie, but there really hasn't been that many comments compared to like the LeBron stuff. So maybe they don't find it that absurd. Do you find it absurd that a, that a 2020 Prism super short print of Tom Brady sells for $4,500 versus his rookie? Let us know in the chat right now. Nate, did you see the thing today? I think it was from like, uh, what's that person's name? Scoot It Collectibles or something. Twins Vikings 31 says the Rainbow Fart insert. Did you see that post about the Lamella Ball Prism uh, NFT? Yeah, I got pulled up. This is going to be the last. Oh, Stukit collections. Are you ready? This is gonna be the last thing we look at today. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm I'm ready to share this. Tech, thank you for being with me. I thought for sure I was like in the. Uh, everyone was gonna make fun of me for hating on the 20th year Brady stuff. All right, here we go. This is gonna be the last thing we look at today. Uh, there's a Brady. Lamelo Rainbow Ford NFT. <laughs> <laughs> it really is coming out of his butt, isn't it? <laughs> It really is. <laughs> Who designed that? Think, yeah, let's, let's go with that. 
You think they think this through? You think they see that and say, yeah, this will get people talking because it looks like he's farting? Or do you think they just make it and then are like and then realize later after they put it out? I mean, you can't tell me you couldn't have adjusted so it like goes through like all of Lamelo and not just of his butt. Yeah, like a like a all the way down to the other end of the card. (laughs) Yeah, something wild like that. I don't know. It's so funny though. And I got a laugh out of that today. So wanna hopefully end it on a on a high note. Um laughing with everyone today. Uh, Taste of the rainbow. (laughs) They don't be (laughs) fooled by it. Uh, I like it. All right. Well, that's all we got for today. Um, thank you everyone for joining. I think it was a fun stream and just to wrap, put a wrap on, on, on it, what we talked about. I guess I'll go back to the same thing that everyone always says, which is, yeah, buy what you like. Don't buy something. Cause I say, it. don't buy something. Cause Nate says it. Uh, you can use what we say and use it for further research and give yourself some thinking because I think it's worth listening to what other people have to say, not even just us and just trying to like navigate the market listen to people that have done it for a while and, and just hear everyone's thoughts and kind of put together your own opinions and, and analysis and hypotheses, hypotheses. Um, <laughs> but in general, I'm, I'm in the camp that if it's rare and it seems desired, I want it. If it's like a 12,000 pop LeBron 221 rookie, I don't own anything like that. Um, hey, just I just want to bring up one last point. Tyler says I'm with Nate too. I'm out on these kaboom color glass downtowns. Now I will say, I do like color glass. I do like kabooms. I just don't like the 20, 20th year Tom Brady. Um, as for downtowns, I don't really like downtowns. Boy, get out of here. They, uh, they, 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 I feel like they've printed like a thousand downtowns now. I feel that I see downtowns for like everything. Oh, well, Nate. And I see downtowns constantly, whereas I don't see kabooms and color glass constantly. So that's why. What are you talking about? Kaboom, I, every what, time I go through my links every day, I'm like, oh, there's a downtown of Justin Herbert. There's a downtown of Joe Burrow. There's a downtown oh, of Oh, well, you're dumb. There's a downtown of Kyler or yeah. three downtowns in a day. And then you're, I'm you're like, dumb. oh, you're wow, you're there's looking a at the wrong ones. For the first time in five years. You're looking at football downtowns. No, no one cares about football downtowns. I don't care about football downtowns. It's all in the basketball one. It's all in the 2016 studio, the 2017 cornerstones. Those are the rare ones. All right, all right. I, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay, okay. with that. You know, like the, the Giannis I'm one, not, super not okay with the downtowns from football from these. Oh, no, those are, dude, I agree with you because then they started to do the optic, the Donruss, the campus, whatever the campus ones are that look like downtowns. I do agree with you on the horizon that they started to do, but I, I agree that there are too many football downtowns out there. Perfect. All right, That's everyone. Thank you so much for joining. Next week, same time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Breaks tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Slapsacks Breaks uh, sub channel. We'll see you all in the next stream. See you guys.